Canadian wildfire smoke is back. Ukraine is making some gains and a window into how the U.S. has avoided a recession. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Tuesday, July 18th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. First up, smoke from Canada's wildfires is set to blanket much of the East Coast. Another massive plume has drifted into the U.S. since the weekend. Parts of 23 states are forecast to suffer poor air quality through today. The smoke could reach as far south as central Florida. But some of the smoke will be suspended at higher altitudes rather than near the ground. That should help reduce its effect on air quality. This is all happening as the southern U.S. is in its third week of an extreme and stubborn heat wave. Record-breaking temperatures are hitting southern Europe, too. The heat in Italy, Greece, and Spain is expected to peak today and tomorrow. Number two. Donald Trump's attempt to block an election investigation in Georgia was rejected. Trump had asked the state's top court to stop a criminal investigation that's looking into his alleged 2020 election interference. Yesterday, that petition was dismissed. It means that investigators can keep probing whether Trump and his allies broke the law when they tried to overturn Trump's election loss in the state. Today is also the first pretrial hearing in a separate Trump case. This one is over the former president's alleged mishandling of classified documents. The hearing will take place in Florida. It could offer some clues as to whether the judge will push to resolve the trial before or after next year's presidential election. As of now, Trump is the frontrunner for the Republican nomination. Number three. A judge in Iowa temporarily blocked the state's new abortion ban yesterday. A restrictive six-week ban had gone into effect Friday, but after yesterday's ruling, the law will once again allow abortions until 22 weeks of pregnancy. The order will stay in effect pending hearings into a lawsuit brought by the ACLU and abortion providers. Iowa's Republican governor, Kim Reynolds, said she would fight to reinstate the ban all the way to the state Supreme Court. Number four, Ukraine is making some gains in its counteroffensive against Russia. Progress has been slow in the five weeks since the operation began. Ukraine has been trying to weaken Russian defenses with artillery and missiles. It's also been sending small teams into minefields that make up Russia's most important ring of defense. U.S. officials are now urging Ukraine to use large-scale offensive tactics to make a decisive breakthrough. They want Ukraine to take much more land back from Russia. They believe that would nudge President Vladimir Putin towards abandoning his goal of taking permanent control over large parts of Ukraine. Number five, regulators approved the first antibody treatment to protect all infants from RSV. The shot was approved yesterday. It'll protect healthy babies and some vulnerable toddlers against RSV. That's a respiratory virus that's the nation's top cause of hospitalization among small children. The preventative shot is called Bifortis. It's not a vaccine, but works in a similar way. It contains lab-grown antibodies which block the virus from entering healthy cells. This creates a shield of protection which lasts for a single respiratory virus season. Number six, 
Americans are better off than they were before the pandemic. New data shows that bank account balances are 10 to 15 percent higher than they were in 2019. But households are rapidly spending that extra cash they'd been saving during the pandemic. Median account balances have dropped as much as 41 percent from their peak in April of 2021. That's when Americans were flushed with government stimulus money and tax returns. All of this could help explain how the U.S. has avoided a recession. Many people have been able to keep spending money despite rising inflation and higher borrowing costs. But some have little prospect of building their savings back up to where they were just a couple of years ago. And at number seven, high-pressure experiments may tell us more about the Earth's insides. American scientists are about to get a new tool to help them study the Earth's interior. It's an instrument nicknamed the Ichiban. It's two stories high, and its job is to crush things with up to 6,000 tons of force. It'll recreate the extreme temperatures and pressures found deep inside the planet. By studying the planet's unreachable depths, scientists can learn more about what makes Earth habitable and what's going on deep inside other planets. One question scientists are trying to answer is, how does a planet's core help support life, both here and elsewhere in the galaxy? The Ichiban may help them figure that out. You're all caught up for today. But here's a reminder for all you readers out there. The Seven also comes in newsletter form with links that let you dive deeper into the stories that I talk about on this podcast. You can get it delivered to your inbox every weekday morning. Subscribe by clicking the link in our show notes. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.